Today we celebrate the solemnity of Mary, Mother of God. Throughout our faith over the last 2,000 plus years, our Blessed Mother has been known by many names, but none higher or more important than Mother of God. The name says as much about the Son as it does about the Mother. From the earliest days of our faith, Mary has, refer- has been referred to as a Theotokos, a Greek word that translates into the God-bearer. The Old Testament is full of stories of simple women who were chosen by God to be His instrument in fulfilling His covenant. Mary, a woman from God's chosen, chosen people, would be God, by God's plan, would become the mother of His Son, a simple woman from the village of Nazareth. Mary, Mary freely gave herself to God's plan to become the mother of the eternal Son of God made man. Mary was preserved in a perfect state of grace from the first moment of her conception and remained without sin her entire life. Although she was prepared for this task from her conception, she always had free will, and only by the virtue of her yes did she conceive the Son of Man. The virgin birth symbolizes that Jesus is the new Adam, who also did not have an earthly father, and will usher in the new heaven and earth our ultimate destiny. Because Mary had no physical children other than Jesus, her spiritual motherhood extends to all of us who call Jesus brother. Although thinking of Mary as mother of God may seem obvious to most of us here today, this was certainly not always the case. In the fourth and fifth centuries, there was a movement called Nestorianism that held that the two natures of Jesus, the divine and the human, uh, were not like, uh, I'm sorry, were like two separate persons who were not fully united in the one person of Jesus Christ. For Nestorius and his followers, this also meant that Mary was the mother of the human Jesus, but certainly not the mother of God. This is a very important uh, fact, or a very important statement, because as it says in the, the book of Romans, just as through one man sin entered the world and through sin death, so through obedience of the one, many will become righteous. In the year 431 AD, the church convened the Council of Ephesus to settle this question once and for all. They ruled the church firmly believed Mary to be the mother of God and that Jesus was 100% fully divine and 100% fully human from the beginning, and thus the title mother of God is appropriate. Any teaching contrary concerning the divinity and humanity of Jesus is to be considered heretical. In proclaiming Mary as the mother of God, the church intends to affirm she is the mother of the incarnate, incarnate Word. Her motherhood does not extend to all the Trinity, but only the second person, who in becoming incarnate took his human nature from her. It also professes her belief regarding the relationship between the Son and the Mother and Mary's divine motherhood. This title recognizes the nobility of woman and her loftiest vocation. In the incarnation, Jesus assumed the lowliness of of the human condition in order to raise man to the divine sonship. St. Augustine said, if the mother was fictitious, then the flesh also is fictitious. Mary possesses a unique relationship with the three persons of the Trinity thereby giving her a claim also to the title of queen. Mary was chosen by God the Father to be the mother of his son.
He was chosen by God, the Holy Spirit, to be his virginal spouse. He was chosen by God, the Son, to be his mother. Mary is not only the mother of Christ, but also the mother of the church. On the cross, Jesus tells his beloved disciple John, who represents all believers, behold your mother. In Mary, he says, behold your son, indicating Mary is the mother of all Christians. Mary's yes to, the, to be the mother of Jesus was not a, not a half-hearted reply at all. She embraced everything he said and did, including his suffering and death on a cross. While she is not our physical mother, she is most certainly our spiritual mother, as she conceives, gives birth, and nurtures the spiritual lives of grace for each one of us. She is ever-present at our sides from the moment of our spiritual birth at baptism to the moment of our deaths. She waits for us patiently in heaven to join her in the resurrection of her son and, the internal, and his eternal life with her. So in closing today, we honor the Blessed Mother this day and the role she plays in our salvation. Her entire life has been dedicated to serve her son and bringing us all into the presence of the Lord. May God bless you always and all you do in this new year.